Welcome to this week's virtual drasha. This week we have the incredible privilege to read Parshas Kisavel. And the Parsha begins with the mitzvah of Bikurim, the mitzvah of the first fruit. Farmer plants his first fruit. Remember, the mitzvah of Bikurim, a first fruit, only applies to the Shiva Saminim, the seven unique species to Eretz Yisrael. And as soon as those first fruits come, the Rashi tells us the farmer comes, ties a little red string around the pomegranate, around the date, all the rest of the seven species, and brings it up to the base Amikdash, to the coin. On a most basic level, the mitzvah of Bikurim is a fundamental display of amuna of belief. Think about this. The farmer just spent all of these months planting, plowing, tilling, watering, irrigating, davening. Oh, finally, there are the literal fruits of his labor. You would think the farmer would be able to sit back, enjoy the fruits of the labor. Well, what does he do with the first fruits? He brings them to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in an ultimate display of amuna of belief in recognizing that it is not simply my efforts, the farmer's efforts, that brings the fruit out of the ground, but rather it is the Hashkacha Sabor, it is the divine providence. So therefore I give back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's not the shot that I'm giving God a gift. I'm giving God that which is rightfully His and solidifying my belief system that everything I have, even though I have to work hard, I have to put in my hishtadlos, but my effort is meaningless unless the Ribbono Shal Olam blesses those efforts with success. Bikurim highlight the centrality of the involvement of Hashem in anything and everything. Nothing comes to literal fruition Unless, of course, HaKadosh Baruch Hu blesses those efforts. Unless, of course, HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants there to be success. But the Torah records an interesting detail. All right, so the farmer brings up his first fruit, and the Torah says, this is the beginning of the parasha, Parak Chavav Pasek Beis, chapter 26, verse 2. The Torah says, you shall take the first fruit, you'll go ahead and v'samta batena, you'll put the fruit in the basket, v'alachta you'll go to the place, which God has chosen to, in which God has chosen to rest His name. You put the fruit in the basket, and you'll go up to the Beis Hamikdash. And I think there's a simple question: Why does the Torah have to tell us that you put the fruit in the basket? In other words, I understand I need to move the fruit, the first fruits, I need to move the bikurim from point A to point B. Point A being my home, point B or my my field, point B being the Beis Hamikdash. I got it. And in order to transport it, what do I have to do? I have to go ahead and I have to put it. So what does it matter? A basket, a seven-mile market bag, a Ziploc, a saddlebag under my hat. Who cares how I transport it? The issue just is that I get it from point A to point B. So, of course, on a basic level, on a basic level, the Mishnai Meseches Bikurim tell us that the basket in which you bring the Bikurim, which you bring the fruit, is in and of itself part of the gift to the Kohen, part of the gift to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Gemara records that the rich people would make baskets out of gold and silver, the poor people would make baskets out of wicker, but the basket itself is part of Bikurim. So perhaps on a basic level, that's what the Torah mentions, the basket. It's, it's part of the Bikurim process, just like the fruit is. But perhaps there is a deeper life message in this as well, the message of the basket. You know, I'll give you a simple mashal. You ever go to the supermarket and your intention is only to go into the supermarket for two things? For two things. Okay, so what happens? You know how this works. You walk into the, you walk into the supermarket, there's the carts are arranged there. You look at the carts, you glance at the carts, you say, nah, I don't, I don't need it because I'm only here for two things. So you go in, you go in, you get your two things. So one of two scenarios often happens. Either you remember, ah, you know what, I also need this and this and this, or perhaps 
you know, it, depending on, on if it's the husband or the wife or parent or child, you get a phone call. Oh, you're in the supermarket. Can you also pick up this, this, and this? And you know, in that moment, something very interesting happens, which is you almost have to make like a calculated decision. So right now, I've got those two items. Now I have to, get, and I'm fine. I don't need a cart. I have two hands. Baruch Hashem. Good. So now I have to get items three, four, five, six, seven, maybe eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 also. And I, I make the calculated decision. Do I go back and get a cart? Do I go back and get a cart? Or maybe I kind of just, I, I got this, you know, I'll just, I'll, I'll go like this, you know, I'll tuck something here, I'll tuck something there, you know, cr- you know, crane my neck a little bit, I'll put it in there. You know, I, I, th- I think I could handle this. I think I'm going to be okay. Or you go back for the cart. So we know how this story ends. If you choose not to go back to the cart because you think you could handle it, more often than not, you realize you can't handle it, you end up dropping something. Because what does the cart represent? See, whoever knew that there was so much metaphorical meaning to a shopping cart? The cart represents a seder, represents order. Because interestingly enough, you know, in a shopping cart, there's a lot of chachma. What's the chachma? There are certain things you can put on the bottom of the cart, certain things you have to put on the top of the cart. You know, I always find it interesting. This is just as an aside. It's always fascinating, I think, that when you walk into most supermarkets, the produce section is often right there in the front. Yet, you know, in terms of like, you know, cart logistics 101, you can't put grapes in the bottom of the cart, right? You often don't want to put your produce on the bottom. It's just there's something interesting to think about. Why do they put the produce section on the front if at the end of the day it can't go in the bottom of the cart? So you have to, right? So you get your grapes and then you go ahead and you get a bunch of other stuff or you get your chips and you get your soda and you recognize you can't put the bottles on top of the bags. So it's not just about throwing stuff into a cart, right? The cart represents the framework. But then at the end of the day, you need chachma about how to arrange your cart. And anyone who hasn't arranged the cart with chachma knows you get to the checkout line. And unfortunately, let's say, harav, this, this one's thing is crushed. This thing busted open. This thing is not. So you have to arrange. The cart represents a framework. But the framework has to be structured by chachma. And you see in life, there's the people who try to wing it just by holding on to everything. And there's the people who get the cart. So perhaps this is the symbolism of the basket as well. The basket is the shopping cart. Can you carry your Bikurim to the base Hamikdash? It could be you can, unless you have a very small field, very small field, not a lot of fruit, no problems. I, I could wing it. I, I, could, I could go ahead and carry it like this. I have a short walk. It's not a big deal. But the problem is the Baruch who says, I want you to use a basket. Because a basket represents a framework. Right? When you go ahead and you put your fruit in the basket, you have to use chachma. Remember again, think about what are the shivas aminim. You've got pomegranates, you've got dates, you've got grapes, you have olives. You can't put the olives and the grapes underneath the pomegranates because they're going to crush them. So you probably have to put the pomegranates on the bottom. Then probably after that, the dates. Then probably after that, I don't know which would go for on the bottom, olives or grapes, but you'd have to figure that out. The basket represents a framework. And in the framework, the framework works when you arrange the various levels with Chachma. And perhaps HaKadosh Baruch Hu is teaching us as follows. If you want to get from point A to point B in life, you need a basket. If you want to get from where you are to your finish line, you want to get from where you are to the actualization of your goals, you need a basket. You need a framework and you need a plan. Because if you don't have a framework and a plan 
for how to get from point A to point B, you know what happens? You start moving, you drop this, you forget this. Oh, I have to go back for that. This cracked, this I'm juggling, this I'm uncomfortable because I'm holding it like this. And often you don't get to point B. Without a plan, without a plan, it's very difficult to move forward in life. Perhaps this is the symbolism and this is the message of why Kaddish Baruch Hu goes out of his way to tell us, What's Bikurim? Bikurim represents potential, right? It's the first fruit. It's the first fruit. My field, the Mirat Hashem, is going to go ahead and create so much beauty. My personalistic field is capable of going ahead and producing so much beauty. Kaddish Baruch Hu says, Take your first fruit, take your kohos, take your potential. And use your potential, use your first fruit to get from where you are to your base Hamikdash, to get from point A to point B, to get from the starting line to the finishing line. But how do you do that? You have to put your Bikurim, you have to put your potential, you have to put your abilities, Visamta Batena. You have to put it in a basket, you have to put it in a framework, you have to create a plan that allows for the actualization. Of success. You know, I think when we think about the times in which we've been unsuccessful in life, if we think about the times when we started out doing something, but it just didn't materialize, I often find this to ask myself, why, why wasn't I successful? Why, why didn't I accomplish the thing I wanted to accomplish? And often there's a variety of different reasons. Sometimes it wasn't the right thing to accomplish. Sometimes something totally outside of me occurred. But I think very often, the reason I don't accomplish the things I didn't want to, I, didn't, I wanted to accomplish, is because I didn't have a real plan. I, I knew what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to get from A to B, from point A to point B, from my house to the base, I make dust, from the start line to the finish line. But I didn't have a plan. I didn't have a plan. And without a plan, without a framework, without a basket, without a shopping cart, you end up trying to juggle a whole bunch of different things and more often than not, you drop something. And once you drop something, you usually become so frustrated that often you forget even where you were going, what you were doing or where you were headed. Because Baruch Hu tells us, each of us has Bikurim. Each of us has this first fruit. You know, we have only begun to discover our potential only begun to discover our abilities. The first fruits are the inclinations, the beginnings of what we begin to see. I have koach. I have power, I have ability, I have gifts, I have strengths. And so now that I begin to see those things, I want to accomplish things in life. I don't want to settle for mediocrity. I don't want to stay here in the field. I want to grow, I want to move. I want to get from point A to point B, from my house to the base of Mikdash, from start line to finish line. I want to move. Kaddish Baruch Hu says, fantastic. I want you to move as well, but you need a plan. It's Chodesh Elul. And during this month, you know, we often tend to think that the only avoda of this month is kind of thinking about the things we've done wrong. Now, there's no question, the process of tshuva absolutely begins, I mean, way before Chodesh Elul as well. The process of tshuva applies throughout the entire year. But there's no question that in the month of Elul, we're in a more introspective space. And often we begin to look kind of at what we've done or what we haven't done. But I also think that part of the avoda of Chodesh Elul is a twofold avoda. Number one, to recognize what are the things I wanted to accomplish but didn't accomplish. Why didn't I accomplish them? And often it's because I didn't have a basket. I didn't have a plan. Chodesh El is also about me looking forward. In the coming year, what do I want to accomplish? Who do I want to be? 
What do I want to become? You know, having goals, aspirations, dreams is beautiful, but they're meaningless unless I have a plan to actualize them. Chodesh Elul is the time when we craft our basket. Chodesh Elul is the time where I say to myself, I am tired of juggling things at the supermarket. I'm getting a cart. I'm getting a cart. And I'm going to go ahead and create a seder and create an order and create a framework of accomplishment. I'm making a plan for myself because I know I have Bikurim. I know there are things I want to accomplish. I know that I want to grow and I want to move. Chodesh Elo is the time when we structure our life plan to get from our field to our base Hamikdash, to get from the starting line to the finish line. The Samta Batene is a Kodesh Baruch whispering in our ear, make your plan and accomplish great things. Wishing everyone a good and Erev Shabbos and a beautiful Shabbos Kodesh.